Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Business Mojo and Margaritas, where I get all up in your business in 20 minutes or less. I am Suzanne Proxa, your host, business strategist and coach for female entrepreneurs, and my jams just happen to be a client attraction and marketing. So let's not delay any further. Let's dive in. Hey, it's your crazy hostess. Yes, I am a little bit weird today. So today's episode is sponsored by the Cricket Crusher Workbook. Are you struggling with getting clients in your business? Do you feel completely defeated because clients aren't knocking on your door? You're doing what you think is all the things, not really sure if they're the right things, you're wondering what Miss Lucy Lou over there has that you don't. Grab my free Crickets Crusher workbook where you actually just go through different sections and check off the things that maybe you're not doing. And that actually will give you an action plan on what you can add into your strategy so that you can start attracting those clients. And even better, it comes with an email series that gives you insight every single day so that you can really, really make some forward movement. Want to get your hands on this thing? Of course you do. Head over to my website, suzanneproxa.com backslash P backslash crickets and get your hands on yours today. Thanks for letting me cut in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Business Mojo and Margaritas. This is your fearless leader of the podcast here, Suzanne Proxa, business strategist and coach. And we are going to talk about reclaiming your financial power today, ladies. And <laughs> I am super excited to have Melanie Claire here, who is going to walk us through this and I cannot wait to hear what she has to say because this is one of those topics that I feel like, you know what, we don't really talk about it enough or we don't really dive in deep enough. And so I'm sure she's going to have some great tidbits for us today. She is a transformational life and business coach. And I will let Melanie do a better introduction of who she is and how she got into this. Mm -hmm. Hello, Melanie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Hello, hello. Yeah, I'll, um, yeah, basically I started off life as a, a world-class athlete. I was a three-time world championship medalist for swimming. Um, I started my first business when I was 19 years old and built my first six-figure income by the time I was 21. So I've done, done business, done high performance, done the world-class athlete thing for a while and realized pretty soon in my early 20s how I really enjoyed more than doing all that stuff was actually helping women. Uh, I was a personal trainer in my early years before I got into life and business coaching and built my first six-figure income as a personal trainer and really just loved women in their, helping women in their 30s and 40s feel better about themselves. And pretty quickly I realized that I enjoyed the self-esteem, self-confidence aspect of it more than just doing sets and reps on the gym floor. So I was probably a life coach before I even knew what life coaching was. And turns out we can do this thing as a career and I don't have to just 
hide it in my personal training anymore and just get to do what I love to do most. So, um, I, yeah, so I started doing that and I full time by 2012 and built doing my online life business coaching to about six figures in eight months doing that and saw pretty quickly the common theme for a lot of women when it came to starting their business that it was really an issue that wasn't necessarily just about, you know, once people know all the marketing tools and things, it's what gets in the way and what stops them applying it and what's actually really going on for people. So that's what I got really curious about. And I love the inner game side of things. So I get really curious about how we can transform inner game issues into tangible real world results and saw pretty quickly there was a need and a desire that I had to help women really raise their financial games because I think when we can do that, we can do a lot of good, not just in our own lives, but in the lives of others as well. Awesome. So, you know, I am, of course, pro-women anything. And if we can rock <laughs> it in our finances, that is awesome. So, Let's let's talk dive into this though, you know, exactly what we're talking about. So what is financial empowerment and how does that differ from financial freedom? Yes. Well, um, I know financial freedom is something and I know in our industry gets floats floated around a lot. And the definition of financial freedom is literally cash generating assets without any work. So that's I think sometimes people get that a bit confused. They think they're financially free when they're not really. Financial freedom is actually when you have cash generating assets in your asset portfolio without doing any work that more than covers your monthly expenses. So in other words, passive income greater than expenses. So that's traditional financial freedom. That's what a lot of people talk about. And that's what I've seen a lot in the personal development industry people want and fair play because it means that you are abundantly supported to live the life of your dreams. Who's not for that, right? right. What, I, <laughs> what I've seen a lot in women as well, whether they are in these states, whether they're going for these states where they want to be a millionaire, they want to make more money, they want to be financially free, whatever the goal is. I found that there was another piece of the puzzle we needed to address. And this is this idea of financial empowerment that I've came to call it, which is simply that people feel like, or the woman feels like she has the power, ability, choice, and freedom to have a say in her financial condition. Cause I think a lot of people are at a state where they feel powerless over it. Does that make sense? They're in a state where they feel like, this is just like no matter what they do, they feel like they don't know what they when it comes to looking at their cash flow statements. They don't know what they're looking at when it comes to looking at their balance sheet. They don't know what that is, you know. So there's um for a lot of women, there's a lot of fear around it. There's a lot of I don't know what to do. There's a lot of this is the way my financial life is, and this is just the way it's always going to be, which is a feeling of powerlessness. So I like to help women regain their financial power and feel like that they have power choice and freedom over their financial condition. That is important work too, because I know I often talk a lot about the, you know, my crappy money stories and things like that, that were impacting my business early on. And so the work that you're doing is very much needed because I know for sure I am not the only one. There are a lot of people out there who deal with that and some of them don't even know it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So tell me, like, why is it super important for women to create reclaim that financial power in the world? Yeah, it's um, uh, this is one that I think it's important for us. Sometimes we've got to spell this one out for women because I think for the ladies, where we tend to be more motivated by a desire to help others than purely for financial gain. Not not everyone, but most women, we tend to be more motivated to make money when it's going to help someone else. Does that make sense? Whereas men can be a bit more motivated just for the financial gain. And it's not right or wrong, good or bad. Women may want more money, but they're just not motivated to do what it takes to make it if it's just for the money alone. We need that deeper calling, that higher purpose, that knowing in our soul that it's going to make a difference in the lives of other people, right? So, and we think that there's this whole idea of, I don't, in the, I'm obviously, my accent, I'm Australian, and there's this whole idea that we grew up with, I know in the country I was born in, that, you know, women, it's all about, you know, the other people come first, and if there's anything left for you at the end, then you can have a little bit, like, if there's any left over for you, but not too much, so that no one else goes without, and all of those sort of very limiting and self-negating ideas, I think, and so... I think for us women, as challenging as the concept is of raising our financial lives and our financial game and our financial equity, it's also the precursor for women of actually a rite of passage into their personal power, not just financially, but as as women as well. It's a very much part of what we call the heroine's journey, like we've got the hero's journey, the heroine's journey, the female path to greatness, Women, you know, a lot of people feel like they're destined for greatness, but they don't know how to get there. A part of it comes from this journey of reclaiming their financial power because there is, as um, I think it was Barbara Stanley. Barbara Stanley is one of my favorite um, women's financial authors. And she says that um, in, terms, in terms of, you know, women reclaiming that their financial power, that there is no greater way to limit your power in the world than by limiting your economic potential. So there's a lot of women out there, and I know you and I are not alone in this, more women go through it than not, that are limiting their economic potential, that are limiting their impact in the world, simply because they feel like it's not okay to have more. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, that's interesting that you say that. I mean, and that can come from so many different places. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I know that, you know, one of the stories I always tell is how I realized that, um, you know, my mother's constant comments about how much money I made. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of money. And that how was holding me back, worrying mm-hmm. about what she would say if I was successful. And um, because I fully intend to be a millionaire. Oh, I'm with you, girlfriend. Yeah. So, you know, what, you know, I was in the back of my head, I didn't even realize it until I, you know, spoke with a a money coach Mm -hmm. and that was an issue. Yeah, I know. And think about all the women who aren't even aware that this is an issue for them. And I can guarantee there's a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I, there's probably nine out of 10. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Quite a few. Holds them back. It prevents their impact from growing. It stops them serving more people. It's not just about having more money. It's about they're limiting their own ability to have freedom, impact, joy, fulfillment, like so many other areas 
are limited by limiting your economic potential. Yeah. yeah. We sell ourselves far too short as women, I think, as a collective. <laughs> Which is unfortunate, you know? I mean, yeah. yeah, because women do have so much potential. We have so much to offer and, you know, we get these things in our head, whether it be from upbringing, what we see on, you know, TV, what we're conditioned. I mean, it's just yeah. so much to deal with there. Oh yeah, they, their studies show that when when women make money, ninety percent of that resource goes back into their local economy, as opposed to thirty to forty percent for men. Like wow. when we get when we get lots of money, I truly believe this in my soul. We get money and good money and more women millionaires, multimillionaires in the world. We're not going to see the same problems that we see on the planet today. It's just not going to be possible. Mm -hmm. So we think, we think, who are we to change the world? We are the very ones that are going to change the world. This generation, first world country women are going to be the ones that are going to change what's happening. I believe that. Yes, I agree with you. That's, that is fabulous. I mean, I think we need to get that message out more and more. And, um, you know, I have an initiative, an empowerment initiative that I'm going to be kicking off. It's going to take a little bit longer than I had expected, but, uh, and it's all about, you know, getting people to realize that that power that they have and getting rid of all these stories and stuff. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I am right there with you, sister. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I mean, so the women that are listening are probably like, I don't even know what my issues are, but there's gotta be something. I don't even know where to start. I mean, what is a women's journey to reclaim her financial power? What does that look like? Yeah, it's, um, it begins obviously with a willingness, like any, without willingness, no transformation or change is possible. You know, the, there's the old saying, if you can lead a horse to water, you can't make him drink. But all you need is an ounce of willingness for this, for this idea to, uh, to open up in your life, because there is a greater power than any of us who wants this for all of us. And so if you show an ounce of willingness, it will be there right with you 100% of the way. It is about, as I think you were sharing as well, it's looking at all of the rules and the thoughts and the feelings around money that aren't serving you and just sorting through it. Like, you you know, something from you do a spring clean in your wardrobe and you see all the clothes that you haven't worn for 12 months and you go, yeah, I'm probably not going to wear that one again. I'll donate that to charity. You know, it's about a clearing and completing that we tend to do in our physical lives. It's also about doing it in our financial life and looking at the rules that we have around money and going, do these actually serve me? Are these of the highest good, not just for me, but I'm sure a lot of the people listening to your podcast are business owners themselves. Am I right? I think um, given that, yeah, it's like, do these serve me to help my clients? Do these serve me to live into my potential in my business? And if not, time to throw them out with the old clothes you haven't worn for 12 months and starting the journey there the challenge is with women and finances is it's very much linked with us our power as women is linked through um our sacral chakra energy which is all around self-worth and deserving and how we feel about ourselves and our lives so it can be a little confronting because facing your finances also means facing how you feel about it and that's a huge part of our journey as women as well is to have a look not only at the way that we think about things but also the way that we feel about them as well 
and doing uh, the feminine path to greatness, which I talk a lot about as well, is very different to the man's. If you see any blockbuster movie, you'll see an example of the hero's journey. For us women, you know, in the sorry, in the hero's journey, you go out and you slay your demons. In the heroine's journey, the demons that we're here to slay aren't in the world around us, they're in the world within us. So the um, journey of reclaiming financial power is about slaying our own fears and demons and stories that do not serve us, not only the world outside of us, but in the world within us. And when we do that, the world around us changes, including our financial condition as well. So that is interesting um, what you just pointed out there, you know, the hero's journey versus the heroine's journey. I never thought of that, mm -hmm. but sure enough, I mean, that's another thing too that we, that we see. Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, we're very different. Like we do the same thing as men. We just do it in different ways. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to, I grew up as an elite athlete. So to show emotion was weakness. So, of course, I locked all of that shit away in a cage for 10, 15 years. And then when I had to finally deal with it, it was a huge mountain of emotion that I hadn't processed for 10 to 15 years. And that was fun to work through. Oh. Um, <laughs> but that is, it is a difference. And there's a book by Maureen Murdoch, her name is. And she, she sort of was one of the sort of pioneers in the 80s and 90s who started saying, hey, the women's journey to greatness is different to the men's. The men's is more of an external journey. You know, they go out and they find the Holy Grail and all that stuff. Uh, Star Wars is a great example. If you have watched the Star Wars movie, that's the hero's journey in a nutshell. And um, the metaphor of it, at least. For women, it's, it's more about the demons we're here to slay are in our unconscious. They're in the dark places of the psyche. It's very much an internal journey for us. So Maureen Murdoch, her book was kind of one of the pioneers in saying, hey, our journey is different. Um, it makes it no less valuable, no more, no less important, even though our journey is different. And I think that's something important we need to honour because I think, you know, it's not a secret that men make 20% more than women still globally. Yeah. And that needs to change, you it know. Sure <laughs> and we're the ones that need to change it. We can't expect the men to change. We're the ones that are going to have to take it back, like, we're the ones that are going to have to start asking for the raises, demanding that we get paid more. Demand, do you know what I mean? Like we're not going to get given this raise. We're going to have to ask for it, I think. And um, we each have the power to do it. It's just about teaching every woman, every woman that she already has that power within her and more. We have the power to create life and everything that goes along with that. <laughs> and I think it's interesting that you brought up, you know, the, the salary differences and that we have to ask for the increases and everything, you know, being somebody who is in HR and has been in HR for over 19 years, you know, I mean, that is so true. You know, I will, you know, you'll often see where the men are just, they're given raises. They didn't ask for them, but the women have to go to bat for themselves and do practically a whole case a yeah. whole case study as to why they're worth the raise they're asking for. Oh, it's crazy. And so I know that, you know, one of the things that you talk about is greatness. I mean, you know, what does that path look like for a woman to, to get there? You know, what is their path to greatness? Yeah. Well, I've got a, I wrote it out. I did the free, there's a free gift I put on my website and it's called Girl Boss Guide to Greatness which is it outlines five steps on the path to do it. 
And uh, the first step really is for women reclaiming their financial power, answering their own personal call to greatness is number one to just recognize that greatness is calling you. Oftentimes with women, we don't actually recognize the signs that greatness is calling us. We actually think something's wrong. So greatness calls you when you've got increasing feelings of discomfort, when things that used to work in your business stop working, when the tap gets turned off financially, or you get handed what we call a divine storm, where just shit hits the fan in all areas of your life at once. Um, People think that's something wrong. That's actually usually like, great job at the level you're at, time to play a bigger game. So first step is to recognize when greatness is calling you because most often people think that that's something wrong, whereas it's actually a sign you're going to a whole new level. Um, So recognizing it is the first thing. The second thing is when you recognize that it's calling you, the job is to go feminine first. So if we're female badasses, we've got to use the feminine energy. So we go feminine first, which is actually to choose stillness first rather than going into more action. So it's actually about carving out time and space to connect with yourself, to get super clear on what you want, to let go of what no longer serves you, process all thoughts and emotions. It's actually about creating space. It's about taking everything but the essentials off your list. And it feels because the feminine energy slows things down. She'll slow things down before she speeds them back up again. But there is a reason why they say, I realize the time too. I'm just saying, I'll say this quote though. Um, There's a quote by Ovid and it said, a field that is rested gives a bountiful crop. And that's what the feminine does. It gives your field a rest period so that it can continue to produce a bountiful crop. So we go, greatness is calling you, shit's hit in the fan, go stillness, clarify what you want, clear out what's been in the way, and then take action to support it. So when we use this principle as a feminine badass warrior in the world, we recognize when greatness is calling us, we choose stillness and get really connected to who we truly are, and we choose our masculine action taking to support our feminine badassery, not the other way around. Awesome. So... If you were to give like, you know, one, I don't know, one bit of advice to Mm -hmm. the women who are listening to this and they're kind of like, you know, we all know it's a process, right? You, you first start hearing about this stuff and you're like, oh my gosh, this, this might be me. And, you know, you start to get a little bit excited because you think maybe, you know, maybe I can find my greatness. Maybe I can get my financial power back. Yes. Uh, what is your first thing that you would like to tell somebody who's starting to feel that twinge of excitement? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my first thought would be don't be afraid to slow down in order to speed up. Part of the problem with feminine power is we don't value her in society. That's why we've got 80%, you know, we're 80% on the dollar. It's about honoring and actually saying, you know what, because the feminine power looks different doesn't mean she's any less valuable. And it's about not being afraid to slow down in the short term in order to speed up. That would be my thing. And if we can teach women that it's uh, the, um, the belief that it's okay sometimes to slow down because how many super women have we got out there trying to do everything and running on 10 cylinders and no time or space for themselves? You know, it's so easy to get caught in busyness when you're in business. And yes, my advice would be don't be afraid to slow down in order to speed up. It is not a crime to take time for yourself. And you will often find 
that when you take time out, as I found, some of your best ideas and most profitable ideas come through in those moments of stillness. Yes. So true. I second that. You guys, Melanie is 100% correct on that one. When you take those breaks, I swear, you know, oh, this shit comes through. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. So Melanie, I think that, you know, my audience is probably feeling super empowered right now and they're thinking, okay, I want to talk to this Melanie and I want to know where to find her and I want to be amongst her online. Where do they find you? Okay, awesome. Well, I do, there's, I've got a free online group that I do. I think it's all about reclaiming your voice, your value and your authentic power. That's probably pretty cool. I do weekly, sorry, I do monthly free trainings and we have a personal development book club that we run every month in there. It's called the High Vibe Collective. If you go the High Vibe Collective, you'll probably find us on Facebook. And seeing as we're talking about financial power and greatness today, probably the free gift that I've got, that would be awesome for them. Girl Boss Guide to Greatness. Um, I will send you the, I'll probably send you the link, I think. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it's, oh yeah, melanie-claire.com forward slash free hyphen gift. That's where you should find that one to start to, if you know that there's these signs, there's something, you feel like there's something more, you're not sure what it is or how to answer that call to greatness. Those, there's five steps in there to help you start the path and start to answer the call and start to reclaim your financial power as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on today, Melanie. I'm feeling a little empowered myself. And so now I'm going to dive into this new freebie that I'm creating. Awesome. Good. Yes. So you guys, this stuff is super important. And you really, I had no idea that this is where some of my issues were when I was first starting out in business. I actually floundered around for probably a good two years yeah. uh, because of it. So that's how important it is. So listen to Melanie, make sure you grab that gift that she has for you guys and join that group, join that group. Mm-hmm. So again, thank you so much for being on Melanie and Hey everybody, if you want to join my Facebook group with the same title as the podcast, you can find us over at fempreneurs.biz. And um, maybe just maybe, you know, we could get Melanie to do some Q&As or something at some point in there I'd love um, to. to answer some of your questions. Anytime. Just say the word. I'd love to. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks again to Melanie. And we'll talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. I'm so glad you decided to roll with me yet again. Hey, if you loved it, please give me a rating and some little comments on iTunes. And hey, if you're thinking that working together with my crazy self sounds like a fantastic idea, hunt me down, suzanneproxa.com, that K is before the S. You can find all of my coaching information, my blog, my courses, all of the things all right in one spot. And with that, I will see you in the next episode, gorgeous.